0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. For the title,
1: Lampard, it's 2-0,
2: it's Chelsea's Championship, and 50 years
1: of waiting have come to an end. Here's Lampard, comes out. on, come on, unbelievable! murder. as possibly bleak as this, drop back! I've been in the okay, hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Jesse Hour. I am your host Daniel Soft, and we've got it feels like a little bit of a gargantuan. I don't even want to blow up the spot too much, but we got Babs. Are we saying Babs? I'm not too
2: bad, man. I'm not too bad. It's been a while, man. But I did t- a t- 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 return home, man. I, t- I t- it's been return. A while. Babs, you
1: know what, Babs? You've got fans. People saying, when are you going to be in the next pod? I see it as a <laughs> Hey, man I'm, trying like you, man, I'm just going to
2: be like you, man. to be like you,
1: man. i And represented on the main pod. Always appreciate that. And then we got Meads. What are you say, Meads? What
0: was that name, man? Oh, I can't complain.
1: Yeah. I feel like the audience are going to be blessed. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Got Meads and Babs. Haven't heard from you because obviously busy, but it's all good. How you doing?
0: Yeah, honestly, been super busy, but um, I'm glad to be back. I need to talk my shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is the gargantuans. We got gargantuans on. But obviously the whole cast is gargantuan anyway. But um the good thing is we um we got the gold badge, we have got the club world cup. That was the one that was missing. Um, and I'm feeling happy about it, but I'm not uh, I'm not sure I'm allowed to be happy because people like Craig Burley were saying that we're not allowed to celebrate the Club World Cup. He's supposed to be a Chelsea guy. I don't get this dynamic, but um, I'm throwing it out to you first, Babs. Like how happy are you for this win? Or is it just a, like it's just a minor?
2: Hey man, I'm happy, man. You, you, hey, listen, I do know, you gotta get your drip up, man. You gotta get your drip up. Yeah. Like you, you, you can't be a big club without that gold badge. And yeah. now we've finally completed it. We finally completed the, the the trophy hole. So it's no it's no longer first to win. X, Y, and Z, but it's going to be about multiples now. You know when we talk about the Champions League, we don't we don't talk about the We talk about wait, is it 2012? Is it 2021? You know we yeah. talking multiples. You we know, get prem- confused.
1: We get confused. Yeah, we we, we
2: get confused, tariff. man. What, what, yeah. Which what, which what, 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 what should I get confused our success, man. So yeah, obviously, yeah, you know yeah. if there's any haters out there who, who don't understand that, hey. You're gonna to have to get used to it, man. You're gonna to have to and get used to it.
1: And the thing is, this is an exclusive club, so I don't understand why you can't celebrate being it. This is not that like, you have to win the Champions League to ha- win. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not a baby thing. It's not yeah. oh, we won the Europa and then we won the Super Cup. You know what I'm saying? So, means what are your feelings on this uh, gold badge?
0: Um, well, you you lot know, I've, I've been very very vocal about this gold badge being missing from our um. Just it's, it's from from yeah from, just from us. Yeah. Our kit has been longing. I've been longing for that gold badge, yeah. and obviously after 2012 2013 season, I thought that that would probably never happen again because I didn't actually know if we'd win the Champions League again. Such is our journey and how our journey to getting it ever came came about. Mm-hmm. So when when we didn't win it against Corinthians, mm-hmm. um, and Torres was missing those sitters um I thought it was game over and we'll never get the badge but obviously under Tommy T I always felt that we'd have a chance um and do you know what it's done like where people people like Greg Burley who oh. he's just a nonsense and he's got his own agenda but it shows um it, it one it highlights to the quality of leagues around the world and two um it I think you can you can only call yourself world champions. It's not like those American sports where they call themselves world series, world champions. They're not only playing American clubs from North, from North America, but we're actually playing global teams that have won their respective super competitions. Um, and yeah, honestly, to be honest, the final was pretty difficult it was dramatic, um, which I liked, because um, I just didn't want it to be a full-run conclusion. And to be fair, if you look at previous finals, they've never really been... Um easy win for, for the European teams. Yeah. So do yeah.
1: We put, do we put more respect because when people talk about the Brazilian League, like even leagues in Europe, we dismiss them. Yeah. Like most people, it's like, if it's not Premier League, I dismiss it. So the leagues outside, like Brazilian League, even though we get all the talent from Brazil, we struggle. Like, And to be fair, you mentioned Torres missing. I must have blotched that out of my memory because I can't even remember the game. But I yeah, know that totally. I expected to win that and we lost. And even this Palmeiras game, because I looked at it and I know as someone that obviously knows about talents coming through, I know Veron plays for, um, Gabby Veron plays for Palmeiras and obviously they've got a young player, Endric. But I looked at the team sheet and I was like, I don't know any of you. So again, I kind of expected, even after the Al-Halal game, which didn't really, I thought that we might blitz them. Yeah. But we didn't blitz Palmeiras. So the next question I want to throw to you, is it more us or is it them? Is it that actually, at this point, Chelsea are in a good point and that's why we're not blitzing the team? Or is it, is it Palmeiras' is good? Obviously, we don't know too much about Palmeiras, so it's difficult, but just from um, your initial feeling.
0: From, just from the game, um, I think it's a bit of both. I think in the game, they showed a lot of tactical organisation and discipline. Um, their pressing was absolutely insane. Their, in, their pressing was insane. Um, so the, the team had to play at a super high intensity um, which again was pretty impressive and I felt that like Chelsea kind of dominated the game oh, but we th- they were so good in transition, they were always a threat. So I think it was a bit of both. Obviously a, a, a fire in Chelsea that isn't necessarily quite toothless up front in the attack oh, um, wow. would probably put them to the sword um, but they will still always carry a threat on the counter Um yeah. they're very, very dangerous in that regard. Okay. Um, so it's a, like I said, it's a bit of both. both. I wouldn't put it all the way down to Chelsea being superior, but um, yeah, they definitely can pose a threat.
1: All right, let me throw that same question to Babs. Babs, what do you think? Is it more us or do you think it was actually, let's put some more respect? Because it's not just this game. Obviously, they beat us and like me said before, most of the games aren't this, like 8-4-1s, etc. Obviously, we can think to the Santos-Barcelona uh, one, but mm. what's your thoughts on it, man?
2: I think it's it's quite reminiscent to like how we looked at ourselves, you know, last season, you know, the underdogs. You know, you, you know you have something to prove. And I feel like that's just something that these other teams, you know, yeah. that we come into face, they they feel that that, that like moment, like this is their moment to like really show what they've got on the world stage to really prove, you know, these um guys from teams who think they're like above all, you know, like because you know how we, we all say like, oh, like, you know. XYZ League tax, you know, Farmers League, all this and that, you know, you, you really have to see like the, the, the small dogs, as we call them, they, they, they've got quite a bite, man, they've got quite a bite, you know, we even looked yesterday, you know, Bayern versus Salzburg, you know, yeah. Salzburg really gave them the business, yeah. like, they really did give them the business, and I, I thought they could, they could have even won that game, so mm-hmm. it really does show that even even though you, you may be the better team on paper, Football's not, played, football's not played on paper, you know? Yeah. There's a lot more that goes into it and just quality, you know? A lot of people say, like, oh, passion merchant, but, like, there's a lot of, like, hey, passion, all of that kind of stuff. It really doesn't matter, man. It really uh-huh. doesn't matter. You, you can see it. You can see it in, in, in that Palmeiras game. Like, these guys, as mead said so, so well, they, they were pressing, and they pressed yeah. very well. They didn't, they didn't give us, like, any moments that like, really, like, dwell on the ball. And it really just took like a moment of brilliance for us to really get that first initial goal and then obviously the penalty later on. So I think we've got to give a bit more respect, you know, to these, um, I I did not want to call them smaller teams, but, you know, lesser known teams.
1: I I I used to watch the Brazilian league and I like, this is, I think me, this is one of our first conversations, our first big ones anyway. And I was like, everyone's like, oh, what Neymar's doing? He can't do in the Europe. I was like, you don't watch, like (laughs) these guys are kicking him. He's not going to get him doing it.
0: That's the thing, when we, because this, what, 2010, 11? Yeah. Ah, oh,
1: you time, oh, time ago. got
0: years. time ago. And I remember, I definitely was one of those initially, um, because it, it definitely was just pure, blatant ignorance, because you have this idea, and you're just seeing compilations, and you're seeing him taking absolute piss yeah. out of the um, but then there was times where I just decided to stay up and watch. I think Dan, you told me, look, just watch a full match, you'll we'll see. Because I think at that time I was looking at Aguero. Um, I think it was Aguero and uh, Pato, Pato. between the two, Neymar, Pato, and Aguero oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. between those three is and who we should sign or who I think we should sign. Yeah. And I was always saying Aguero, 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 yeah. um, and Dan was saying, Nah, trust me, Neymar is it. Like this is this kid is different yeah um and then Neymar was like 17 I, like, yeah six, yeah 17 on at those times yeah. um so yeah so i i stayed up watching some games and you the brutality in a way the brazilian teams played back then let alone now so even now i would say that it's slightly less brutal but they're still very cunning so even against the game against palmeiras they were very cunning any little touch they go down yeah. and they got the free kick they're very street smart, um, I mean, so you have to be taught. Like you have to be. Taught. For me, it's no surprise why Brazilian players
1: are do so well in Europe. Basically, yeah. Because yeah, what I was gonna say is like, I think a lot of people talk about we're losing the joke beneath Benito Brazilians, and I think people don't kind of give the respect to the Brazilian league. Like it's not just all skills. Like there's tactics there, there's formations there, and I think the first time when we lost against Corinthians, there was like. Right, they had tactics. It's like, yeah, of course. And there's that, it is that ignorance, but but moving on slightly, so coming out from our form in the Premier League, we wasn't necessarily in our best form. So I was looking at it, because I know at first I was saying to Babs, we should be looking forward. And Babs was like, no, let's look behind us. And to be fair, it part of it is because obviously we played so many games. So all of these teams had these games in hands that they thought they were gonna win. But um my question is uh, Coming away from this, I, w- I want to know whether you think it's been a good thing or a bad thing, because we have played more games, but we have more games to play. So it might, might mean we're tired or et cetera, et cetera. But obviously we won, but it hasn't been blitz. So do you feel like this is going to be good um, for Chelsea on return or do you think it's going to be a bad thing?
2: Um personally i think it could be good i think it could be good you know going away and you know winning a trophy you know really like picking something up i think that's like a a wonderful achievement to get coming into like a couple of games because if you look at our previous form before that you know what it was um um, three draws a loss and a win so we weren't really exactly firing weren't really exactly in the best of form and since you since we've gone you know palace have lost lost the game and drawn two so I mean, it really could be, like, a, a nice way to, you know, like, hopefully bounce back and, like, really push forward in the league. And not just that, but the teams that were trailing, you know, who who we, who were looking, as some fans said, you know, you know, games behind this, games behind that, they've, yeah. they've dropped points, you know, they have yeah. dropped points. So it does kind of look like we are in a better position than what we've left off. So hopefully...
1: And the cuckoo cuck- bag too, right? Mm.
2: I, I don't know who that is. And <laughs> with the fact that, you know, with the fact that these guys are now, you know, they're, they're coming off, you know, of a win, uh-huh. you know, Hopefully, hopefully, you know they've they've travelled together, you know they've they've bonded, you know they've really been close, So They've won, yeah, they've won exactly. Hopefully, this can be the, what we, they need to push to go on to have a strong end to the season.
1: I I want to go back to Lukaku because he did do an Instagram post and it was like if you have to force it, it probably doesn't fit. Very cryptic. We don't know for sure if he's talking about Chelsea. Could be about some off-brand stuff. Um, but yeah, it look, could be about his girlfriend. Look, it could be it could look, be how, his, how his, it, Go on
0: how i see it yeah is that when you when you send messages like that i think it could be a double entendre anyway Mm -hmm. so he it can mean two things so he could be talking about one thing to make you think about another thing. so he knows what he's doing yeah i think he knows what he's doing he's done a few things like that and you're just like well okay a bit cryptic but like when you said his name just a second ago i shuddered like You know what I mean? I was like, "Oh, we've got this ah. problem again." You know ah. what I mean? Like, I, it's not even like I'm so I'm tired of it. Like, but at the same time, he scored two goals. Two goals. It's a talking point, I guess. It's just I just want him to go, man. I honestly you
1: helped us get that goal bad You said you that you wanted, man.
0: Yeah, he, look, he get, look. Honestly, thank you so much for the goal bag. But sayonara. I'm good. <laughs> honestly, I'm good.
1: A golden because, goodbye.
0: Because honestly. I find it difficult for him to just not even like. I, I don't really rate him as a footballer anyway. But just after the comments, like, I just, I man, I don't, I don't, I just don't rate it. I don't rate it at all. I don't rate. I don't rate. It. I am. I appreciate players and people having confidence in their ability and themselves. But,
2: uh, I oh no, nah, those comments, man, that's weird. Yeah, I, man, a, a great as you said, that confidence, man, a, a great. A great, great quote from another um, Touchline member, man. And he said it very well, you know, don't mix your ambitions with your reality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just a mess. So I I just, honestly, I just want the season to be over and hopefully if we can shift him, then great. Um, I don't know. And I want to ask you this question, Dan. (laughs) Do you think that he could potentially improve going into the next, I guess, set of games? Um, for us, you think you can improve us in the attack?
1: Improve, improve us in the attack? For me, like, I'm, I didn't want him at Chelsea in the first place, but I've still put him in my 11s just because when it comes down to it, I like goal-focused players. And this is I, this is why I didn't want him, because it's like I don't like the idea of him in attack, but when it comes down to when I look around and I'm thinking, OK, cool, maybe Lukaku doesn't shoot as much, and I think that's an issue with us. We don't have people that pop it off. But at least with Lukaku, his conversion is better than a lot of our 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 attackers, yeah, and for that reason, like, and it's weird because he has like, apart from that one game that Tuchel took him out, he has been playing, and again, just before he got injured, he went like seven games without a goal, and then after all of that debacle, he went like eight games without. A goal. So it's not like you're guaranteed a goal of Lukaku either. But, like away from all the fact that he doesn't press that much. A lot of these game is very static. It's like, yeah, cross the ball in and hopefully he can header it or, you know, like he can trap it down and sw- swivel and shoot. Um, mm. the, go- the goal isn't even guaranteed, but we don't have that many op- op- options because we we let go of Giroud and Tammy. And if you look at it last season, they were the only people that was really shooting for us. And um, obviously Kai, um, Kai is like, a, like Lukaku in terms of, He doesn't necessarily get that many chances, but sometimes Kai will have those games where he gets a lot of chances, but his finishing isn't like Lukaku. So currently, I'd have to play him. But for me as well, you play him because hopefully it's a shop window thing. And maybe even if you can't sell, you loan to Atletico because Atletico love loading strikers for two years. (laughs) Um, And maybe that, but I feel like really and truly, we need need goals. We need goals. So yeah, I've always said play him. I don't... uh,
2: you know what I'm saying? It's still that. Oh, but but yeah. What about you, Babs? Well, you 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 might have known my thoughts, man. You might have known. i He 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 said it one not it. Like you can't you can't force it. At the day, if that's how you feel, you know, maybe I have to take your advice. Maybe I have to take your advice. But yeah, yeah I mean I mean like I get what you mean, Dan. In terms of the fact that you know he he is this you know goal scorer on our team, but when you look at it like I just look at it in recent games, I just don't see the impact in, in his game, you know, like, yeah, he's scoring goals, but it's like, what more are you bring to the team? Like, at the top level, as a striker, it's not just about scoring goals. You need to be bringing your team in and Bad. really, like, getting people involved. And 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 this is what they told me, that like, this guy this guy learned to do Italy. This, this is what I was promised. Bad, my we son, had a man.
1: podcast and I told oh, you, I, you. I remember listen that. Listen. I remember so
2: well. Cause I remember me and you were on the same page. And obviously, I, I don't watch it like that. So when I'm being told, you know, I he's changed, I'm like, okay, you know what, all right, you know, maybe, maybe I'll see, you know, what? Why, why not? I mean, you know, when you watch the first game, you're like, hmm, okay, you know. Hey, Brabs, little can, little you more, just, then, can you just, can you just please specify who? Because I know <laughs> Premium is listening. Boy, hey, hey. hey. It, it, it was indeed Freeman. I, I, I just want to see, we haven't seen him in a while on the pod, you know. Yeah,
0: since Lukaku Hey, since Lukaku debaku, he's not doing it. Yeah. Then,
1: mm. <laughs> He's, hey. he's, got, he's got time to show you around that
0: Muffy coast still. Yeah, but he doesn't <laughs> want
1: to do the point. <laughs> it's a nasty guy. But no, but, um, yeah,
2: but on a on more serious note, I'd, I'd rather just, you know, just put him to the side and just try something different. You know, like I, I don't like the idea of like having a team whereby our front, we're not pressing from the front. Like you look at all the top teams, they have it to an element. I don't mean, like, guys just running around ahead of chickens, but you see the guys actually engaging the press and, like, allowing you to win the ball high up. And that and that's what was, like, a big part of our team, you know, last season. And it was what made us so successful, especially against C. And the moment we drop it, you know, is, is seemingly, you know, going, going downhill.
1: I feel like it's such a difficult situation because when it comes down to it, as Chelsea fans, we've just had to endure this so many times in terms of rather than just solely focus on Let's win this game. Let's try and win the league. It's all, also, let's try and fit in this 150 this million, doing it day, whatever. Yeah. To, like, let's, you know what I'm saying? And it, it derails us so much. Whereas, it's so difficult to win a league. You can't think about, let's make this player work. It should just be about, let's do everything we can to win.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, but one thing I do want to talk about quickly on the is, because I know that there was talks about him not trying and being yeah, bad for the dressing room. I did see like, in that, maybe in front of the cameras, anyway, he did seem like he was encouraging them, and it did seem like you know a lot of people say he's down tools, but in this, I don't think it's necessarily showing that he's down tools. So yeah. it looks like he's at least trying, and that's something. I feel
2: like people are people are forcing it with that stuff, man. Like yeah. every every day, I'm seeing like videos of like Lukaku and he's like, come on, man, like n- n- now you guys are taking it a bit too he far, didn't like
1: celebrate, like,
2: Bro, like I, I even remember remember the City game with like, that the shoelaces thing, like yeah, that was bad, yeah. but. Aspi did it as well, you know, like it's not, it's not really like the first time you've seen players do that, but I I just feel like when you put yourself in that situation, as I said in the main pod, you know, when when you do things like that, everything's going to be micro-analyzed. The good parts of your game, the bad parts of your game, you know, things off the field as well, like with this Snapchat, you know, like, hey, everything's going to be, I don't even know why I'm, Big man like uses. Why
1: do
2: you Snapchat? That's
1: another issue. Oh, <laughs> um, such a weird character. He messes with Kanye, but but just quickly on moving from one big expensive maybe albatross to another. Well, actually, Kepa, obviously mm. the second highest expensive player. Done well in a tournament. Obviously, Mendy came back after winning the African Nations to also win the Club World Cup. But yeah. um, Kepa as a backup has done well. Yes. Now apparently there's interest in him. It's an expensive yes. So needs. What are you saying? Do you feel like actually let's keep him around as a backup? Or Bro,
0: a seventy-two million pound backup <laughs> with a seven-year contract is not something that we should really yeah. be looking to keep on our yeah. books. Yeah. Um, it's just it's not it. He's our second most highest paid player as well. But, ah, I'm sorry. Wait, he's on. our second. Yeah, I think he's paid. I think no. Well, now Lukaku's there. But I think he's paid. I think it's now it's Lukaku, Kante, and Kepa.
1: Werner's
0: on a lot. now. on a lot of money as well. Yeah. So they're on. They're on big money. I'm. I'm just like no. It don't, it don't make any sense to keep him. But that being said, he hasn't been dreadful. He hasn't been <laughs> dreadful for a little while. He's been good, man. He's, he's been good. Hmm. I, hey man, say, I, I wish him all the I best. <laughs> that goal against Man City. Mendy saves yeah. it. Mendy gets there.
2: Confirmed. But, Confirmed.
0: But, 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 he's been, other than that, I think he's been faultless. And even that's a bit harsh. But yeah, I still think Mendy gets there. All right, um, well,
1: so just quickly on this one, Jorginho, I think, started the first half against Al Hilal, didn't play the second half. And it almost like we lost control of the game. And I, I know in the Palmeiras game, I feel like we did dominate, but what was interesting for me is it almost seemed like Thiago Silva took up the Jorginho role. And you know, when you say they counter so well, it's because before Tiago would be deeper, but because he had to be forward for the Jorginho role, because it didn't seem like Kovacic or uh, Kante was doing it. It seemed like we was a bit more vulnerable. So my kind of question is because like I think we can reflect on a couple of times where I remember the Arsenal game on the lampard, Jorginho came on at halftime, changed the game. Um, there's other examples as well where we've seen it. We've seen almost like half the game with and without Jorginho and the kind of control that he brings. Um, so my my question is, um, do, do you feel like we missed Jorginho in that final or actually we, we didn't need him? Um
0: Yes, I, I think when watching the game, I was saying that after the... F- the first half, I was like, Ugh. it's not that we didn't have control. Mm-hmm. I think we kind of controlled the game. But it was just that those those transitions were a little bit troublesome, one. Two, I just think that the passing wasn't really incisive enough. Yeah. And it's not like Jorginho unlocked all the time, but he does try and find that ball over the top. And there were quite a few runs that I think were being missed. Mm-hmm. So... Yes and no, because I, I I say no because Kante and Kovacic were awesome in recovering
1: the ball. So okay, it's it's a bit of both for me. Yeah, Babz, what was your thoughts next? I've got my thoughts, but I want to hear you on first. Hmm.
2: I think it was interesting, especially the um, Al Hilal game. You know, because we did um, um like give up possession a, a lot more in, in um that second half, but. I don't know, man. I feel like people are like looking into a, a bit too much, man. I feel like people are looking to, to a bit a bit too much. Like I remember even like the, the Plymouth game, you know, just before that. I feel like we we struggled in that in that game as well at times. You know, I had to watch the game back because I, I missed like the first half. But mm. I don't know, man. I, I feel like people are like looking a bit too much into things. I, I do feel like <laughs> he plays a big role, but I don't know, man. I feel like. Is, a, is one of those things like you know, when like a player is missing for like a, a period of time, where, like fans are like, okay, this is this is the def- this is well, definitely the solution.
1: This is different though, because what I'm talking about games where actually we're watching the whole game and we get to see half with and half without, right? Mm. So we've seen that a couple of times. It's not like one of those things where oh, the game's gone, it's like actually we would have been better. And so I'm just saying, we've seen a number of times that our hell was like one with half with, half without. We've seen in the Arsenal game, so we. We have seen games where it's like, I do no. started or it's ended and we see that the team changes um, with him on. And now the only reason why I asked for the, the final is just because I feel like we found it difficult to get the ball into our attackers in that game. So I feel like with the sideways passing, I know everyone talks about sideways passing, but what yeah. kind of happens is it creates possession around the middle belt and it helps kind of bring the team together because I don't feel like really and truly the ball came to... Amount or have a Havertz in good, like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of it was around, I think they went more wide. And so Kante and Mount and was playing on the right and etc. But through the middle, we didn't really hold good possession through the middle, specifically in like the first and second half. So that's why I just kind of wanted to ask that question.
2: Yeah, it's, it's interesting because like, you know, like even with that, right? So like when, when we were playing you know, with our full strength squad if you looked at like, a lot of our progression it was coming from like our wing backs i mean whereas yeah. in that game it was obviously like um, what was it, it was cho and, and aspie so like a lot of it was like coming down the left in, in terms of like the build up so like right. I, I do get that in terms of like the ball yeah. struggling to get there but like, even then right i think another problem was just like as mead said you know they, they pressed so well and that the shape that they, they did it actually it was actually pretty smart so that when they dropped us that like, four five one they kind of like tried to like outnumber our midfield so they yeah. tried to keep it like compact to, like try and force us out wide and he did do quite a good job, but I do get your point in terms of that. In terms of like getting the ball into the attackers, and yeah. I guess that's probably something that Tuchel's probably going to have to like think about as well, because obviously you don't yeah. want to just like rely on like one player to, to do that. So I didn't, I, I, didn't a lot like, of it,
1: yeah. I didn't, like our attacking performance in that game. I know no like anymore. we're supposed to be the aggressors, and that's part of part of why i brought up that question is because really and truly we weren't attacking through the middle. Now mm. I think if we were a better team, if we were the Chelsea that. Like was because don't forget we won the Champions League not by playing shit football. Yeah,
2: we, we, we well. dominated. We dominated. Yeah, we
1: dominated and we and we played well. Um, and obviously we weren't just playing long balls or wide. We're playing through the middle of teams as well. Now I know that obviously, uh, Palmeiras was defensive, but Atletico Madrid were defensive too. Yep. So so yeah, there seems to be a, some sort of regression as well, that obviously that is, is part of the reason why our season hasn't been too good. But the next kind of talking point I want to focus on is Hudson-Odoi, because I feel like um, during the match a lot of people talked about his dribbling, and I think it's because he didn't beat players. Um, he did, obviously, create the goal, and I think actually one of the only kind of repetitive creation opportunities was Hudson-Odoi's crossing into the box. Um, so I kind of wanted to get your feeling on Hudson-Odoi in that game, and we'll start with me. Um...
0: Well, yeah, I was watching, honestly, on the account. I was live commentating. Um, I thought his game, I don't think he was good. Um, I don't think he was good at all. Um, I felt like um, there are times where he was pretty passive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that I've been noticing in this game a lot um, over the last two and a half seasons. Mm-hmm. Probably, well, it's developed over that period of time. I'm going to say it's been like that all over the last two years, but I'd say steadily it's been becoming a bit more passive with each passing game. And generally, Tudson's not really a super aggressive attacker. That's not really his game. He's very measured, very calculated. But the swagger in which he dribbles, the swagger in which he carries, receives the ball, yeah. and then tries to beat his man isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also doesn't seem to be super confident in trying to beat people anymore. Mm-hmm. Um so he got locked down. He got locked down a lot um, that game. And the one moment that he didn't um, is where Kovacic actually did the dribble and then fed it to him for him to then get on um, the cross with his left foot. Um, but generally, he wasn't really beating his man. I think he might have beaten him once or twice the entire time he was on the pitch. Um, but other than that, he was getting clamped each yeah. and every time. So, like you said, Dan, that was probably the only avenue of creation. Mm-hmm. But yeah Hudson got it enough and he just didn't really do much with or he didn't do enough for me yeah. with the ball. Um, so yeah, it, it, it wasn't a good game for him, but again he, he left with something he made the difference. He made the difference yeah. and I feel like a lot of people a lot of people don't mind it. when, play, when theres players in the league and the players in their team or the yeah. players within our squad that have terrible games, yeah. but then they make the difference with a goal or assist whether it's from a corner or whatever. People talk about it. I don't care. He got the goal. He made the difference. But when it's for Hudson, it seems like he's not really allowed or given that um, allowance, really. Um, But I'm I'm here to say, well, at the end of the day, the kid's still 21. He's got to be inconsistent. He's going to be pretty raw to an extent, particularly after his injury. Um, He just needs games. He needs to play. But... Definitely, for me, from my perspective, he definitely needs to improve on a, a couple of areas. For me, most importantly, his finishing can improve yeah. most definitely, and his just his 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 dribbling can definitely improve. He needs to tidy it up again, right. um, because that for me, I think those areas once he gets those on, then yeah, you probably get to see the Hudson the that you all think we can we can get eventually. So
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So just to, before I go to Babel, just to pick up um, off the back of that. I was saying to you um, when I was watching Sancho in Dortmund, a lot of the games was horrible. In terms of performance, it was horrible. But he would leave with something in terms of a goal or assist. And because, obviously, it's almost like a Brazil thing we talked about earlier. People weren't watching. And so the numbers came back rather than performance. And really and truly, performance is important. But when you're not performance, if you can leave with something, it's good. But I agree with you. The performance wasn't good. Um, and, yeah, since his injury, I, I would say that he was never aggressive but at least when he decided to take people on, he would take them on, like, well. And I feel like his, like, dribble completion now is just a lot more clumsy, but um, who knows? Maybe that can tighten up again. And I want to come to Babs. Um, So what's your thoughts on Hudson Odoi in this game, but then just in general, like, because I like, to be, like, to be candid, sometimes I see you kind of, like, forecasting what your attack is, I, I see that, Without being, like, and I don't, want to, I don't want to bait you out, but it does seem like you're, you're not necessarily brought into hudson way too much anymore. Am I off-base in suggesting that?
2: I think you're off-base. I think you're off-base. Off for, for me for me personally, right, I, I look at it like this, right? So, when I've watched that game, mm-hmm. when I'm looking at the um, wing-backs in particular, yeah. normally when we play, you know, our 10s are normally tuck into the midfield and they'd also be able to, like, interlink with the guys yeah. that are playing yeah. that wide. But it in is- that game, they didn't do that. No. So, I wasn't exactly surprised that um he's he struggled same yeah. for Aspie yeah. so like when, when people are are watching they're gonna get like expect like, to magical things you know similar to what you did against Spurs and I feel like that was a similar game whereby you know you see Sa, you know who's he was a solid defensively he's a solid d- defensive fullback but when it comes to coming forward and just simply offering width or even offering the, the inside run on the yeah. underlap he doesn't really do it so it what it ends up happening what it ends up having 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 to happen doing what it ends up having I'm sorry, what it ends up being doing is yeah. the winger has to completely turn his back away from the defender, receive the ball, and then do something insane. And what you're going to see from Hudson is going to pass it back. People are like, oh, he's doing that thing again where he passes the ball back to the defender or whatever. But then, oh no, I, I, I don't, I, I really don't get it. And it's like, oh, you guys not watching the games. Like, the guy needs somebody to link up with. Like, this, this is football. Like, you need people to link up with. Yeah. You know, a, a, another winger that people were, were clowning, you know, last season, the season before. Was, was Vinicius you know I, I remember it like even even me I was, I was part of it. I was like yeah this, this guy's an amazing <laughs> guy when it comes to like 1v1s you know you can, he's a decent creator but in terms of like finishing he's, he's, he's not it but then you look at it right this season especially mm-hmm. you know you look at Benzema you know, he's offered that link play with him and he saw against PSG when did it happen. he struggled so it, it, it's, it's one of those things where like as a winger like you're going to need to have guys that you can link up with and yeah. when you don't have that it's just not going to look well. It's just not going to look, not going to look good, you know? So yeah. for me, I think people are a bit harsh in that, but not even just that. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like people microanalyze him a, a bit too much, yeah. especially for a player that's not a starter, if you get what yeah. I mean. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like you're Very expecting, harsh. yeah, you're expecting starter things from somebody that's coming off, but I guess it kind of comes with like how he was um, perceived as a young talent, so... I, I get that, but I, I don't know. I feel like people are doing themselves a disservice when they hold players to a standard that they themselves they don't believe in. You know, because then, you, then you're going to, then you're gonna they're just gonna be cons- consistently disappointed. It's like me expecting, you know, um, Lukaku to be Lewandowski. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be starving throughout the calendar year. I'm I'm gonna be struggling here. Like, what's yeah. the point? Like, you gotta take what you see and judge players based off that. You know, like. I don't- and, whether that means you think he's a super talent or whether that means you think he's all right yeah. and yeah just just go with that but th- th- just just don't do that thing where you're, you're like over expecting things like you're, and you're wanting the world when you're not really like expecting it if, like, if you get know what i mean
1: yeah and i think i think what one thing people miss is that i know like there's been this whole campaign play Hudson or Dwayne more, but i think people need to understand like he started from nothing like when people said play Hudson or Dwayne Moore it wasn't he has to start every single game. Literally, he wasn't getting any starts or any starts in his position in attack. So Hudson-Odoi, when people are like, oh, he's not here, he's not ready, does he He doesn't have to be the person starting every single game anyway. Um, but I do notice, and I feel like it's more, that like, we'll come to Loftus-Chic later on as well, but I do kind of see like a lack of, I feel like people are ready to end the project with certain players. And I think with Hassan Ndoye, even with creation stats, they're like, I don't want to see no more creation stats when it's like, look, he's actually doing assists too. It's not like just per night, he's actually doing assists too. But I just feel like, um, again, with project players, people aren't really, they don't really have the appetite for it. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of bad kind of like, I think people are just done with Hassan which I think is sad, especially as a Chelsea fan. Because I know Chelsea, um, they like to, the Chelsea fans like to talk about youth and talk about and brag about Cobham, um, but they don't necessarily back it um, in these times, which is, which is sad. But,
0: and I mean, just to, just to round it up, like, and for a player that's not really a star, um, a player that's played left wing back, right wing back in the yeah. season, um, had a decent run um, in the attack for a couple of games and got pulled out of it after um, a couple of misses. Um he's got three goals and what, six assists this season so far. Um now that's not you know set in the world of like numbers, but he's already best in his his um numbers from last season, which is easier to do because he's playing more games. But yeah, I think people their patience um when you it's kind of telling. It's kind of telling really yeah. their patience for certain players. In comparison to others, it's pretty telling, to
1: yeah, be we, completely honest. We, but we look at this. Sancho, who's supposed to be the production mean, machine, come to the league. And don't forget, this is the first season that Hudson's getting significant mis- minutes as well in the Premier League. And you're comparing. Yeah. Obviously, Hudson has played wing-back too. And Sancho, it's not like he's, he's been getting loads. And so they even need to be patient with this guy that costs £70 million, as we see ourselves. Um, but yeah, so let's move on from Hudson Odoi um and I kind of want to talk on the Zuma thing a little bit because I know we talked on it quite a lot um no in fact we won't what I was going to talk about is the response from the black Chelsea fan. <laughs> but I don't want to I don't want to uh, like annihilate him but what I was just going to say is and I thought maybe I wanted to talk about it is because it did happen during the week and I was disappointed with his take on it and um, the reason why I was disappointed is because before I clicked the video, I kind of was like, oh, "This is not going to be what I think is." I,
2: I, I knew what I was getting. I knew what I was getting.
1: And it, it's so disappointing because it almost kind of brings out a truth to the stereotype about a black Chelsea fan. So I don't know. I just wanted to ask because I know Bab, you kind of already talked about it on the main pod. But means what was your thoughts on this kind of like whole defending or that the animal thing over bringing racism into it? What was your thoughts on it?
0: Well, you don't know me. I'm an animal lover.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, you, you, so,
0: you, you love it. So, so, so for me, it's a bit. Um, so I look at it like this. Obviously, what Zuma did was wrong. I don't think anyone can really deny that. Um, but that's. I think you can separate the two. Yeah. Zuma being wrong in his actions is one thing, but the absolute overreaction into what he's faced. In comparison to the people who have done violent assault, um, abuse, racist racism, um, physical assault, I'm sorry, the reaction was ridiculous. Um, the suggestion, the calls for him to be sacked, but people are saying, "Well, with Greenwood, this is innocent of proven um, guilty." Fair enough, that's the law, but you can't really take the law upon yourself. And demand that um, Zuma should be sacked, or he should lose everything he has. I think the punishments that he's had, honestly, harsh. But that's the way that the world is right now. Everything's pretty sensitive, so yeah. he shouldn't be surprised at the fact that he's losing all of these deals. Yeah. That being said, do I think that they're merited? Not really. Not really. But would I say? What I, should I say? Are they expected punishments? I'm gonna say yes. Um, just because how, how PC the world is now. But also at the flip side, it's like, no, because people that have done worse, haven't lost anything. And that's generally because you look at him and think, well, is it because he's a black man mm. being made an example out of? And I think, yes. I think largely the reason why he's being punished as harshly as he has been is because he is black. And I think it is racism. I think there is a racial element to it. So when you do bring up the acts of racism, like um, Antonio did, it's valid. It's, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't detract anything away from it. You have, to, you have to look at it with the optics of racism. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if, you're, if you're trying to ignore that and separate that, it's a joke. It's a complete joke thing because look at, at like, okay, okay, let's put it like this. Is, is what Zuma did worse than what Jamie Carragher did spitting at a young, what, 10-year-old girl no in a car? There's no is it way. Worse? Is it worse? I don't think it's I don't think it's worse. I don't think what Zuma did was bad. But I do not think spitting at somebody, mm. I, I honestly think spitting at a human being In the, oh, like the biggest man. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. But Jamie Carragher, a white man, Premier League footballer who worked for Sky, he missed, what, one, two weeks, yeah. one, two weeks of Super Sunday and Monday night football. One, two weeks. Then he was back after apology. Yeah, you see what I mean, and that's not that's that's just what? there's so many instances. Yeah. Luis Suarez he didn't lose his deal with um, Adidas. Yeah, he didn't lose his deal with Adidas at all. He was still playing at Adidas the day after uh, the, the days after he bit. He's bitten multiple
2: players. Racist abuse. Did he lose they, they even had an ad, they no. even, even an ad yeah, yeah. exactly?
0: So they yeah. made an ad out of it. They made on, on what's it called? Um the, the Addy Zeros. So I don't want to hear all this no racism, they're separate things. Well, not yeah. really, because if you're talking about grotesque acts and their punishments in regards to the acts, they're not the same. You can't oh. say they're the same. I, I so, you know it was
2: very given as well. Sorry me so, to disrupt you, but in terms of what you said about people trying to like disassociate the racism aspect mm-hmm. from it, the fact that Chris Kirkland was so like Fast to like say it's, it's worse, it, yeah. You, you, you kind of know that subconsciously in his mind, that's how he feels, and, and, and is, there's no apology you can give to change that, if you get what I mean. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. so obvious that this is what this is how you feel, you know. Uh, you could do these apologies if you want, but now we know where, and where, I where, think where your mind's
1: at. From a lot of people, I saw their response saying, Oh, it's like an insult, it's just take the insult. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not as bad as kicking a cat because actually, that's what I'm saying. But what that's they what <laughs>
0: The whole notion, sorry, sorry, Dan, but the whole notion of oh, it's just racist words. The most people that most racism that people face or black people face is racist words. Are you actually joking? Yeah. There's certain things such as institutional racism that you're actually seeing right in front of your face with yeah. Zuma. That is a prime example of institutional racism.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and but
0: how can you say that's the most things that you the, the only thing that black people experience? It's not. Because yes. institutional racism is something that people face every feel, single day. I feel like what they're One saying, like, an example that Zuma is literally facing yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, so, so I, it's like crazy. I feel like what they're saying is you're punishing the insult, but what what I think they don't they don't have the perspective of is what that does when that's allowed in football. What that does away from football. Like uh, we've grown up. I've grown up in racist areas, and the type of things that people see and is made um, through words. Is made acceptable is what results in violence. Is what exactly. results in institutional racism. So it's not just a word. Maybe for you it's just a word, but that's because you're not affected by it. But um, I think me, I think you've done it justice in terms of covering that. And yeah, I definitely wanted your point on it because I know you love animals as well. And I thought that yeah. was, I thought like, I thought Chelsea. Oh, I had to say something on it because I was really disappointed with um, that guy's take. But moving on, RLC is back from injury, and I kind of referenced it earlier. I feel like a lot of Chelsea fans are just done. There's that. But then they're like, and I've seen it before. It's like, oh, he's 26, therefore he's expired. No more chances. He hasn't figured it out. What are we doing? Sell him. Um, what What's interesting for me, and I just wanted to talk about it because obviously I watched the, I think Babs, did you watch it as well? Napoli playing Barcelona? Yeah. Um, and Guissa was playing. I thought and Guissa looked fantastic against Barcelona. Obviously not the same Barcelona, but Anguissa and RLC was in the same Fulham team that went down. And I know initially a lot of people didn't even want him to be part of our squad because he went down with Fulham. But this is how I feel like how quickly fans forget. Because I think a lot, if you take RLC's body of performances this season, he's shown that he's been of very good use to our squad. Yes, he had a down period, but what player in our squad don't have down periods? But for some reason, the down period for RLC means that now he is disposable. So I just kind of wanted to get your opinion first, Babs, uh, on RLC. Obviously, he's back from injury. Too cool for what it's worth. When he even talks about RLC, he says that he holds him in the highest regard. Um, and he kind of referenced it before when people were talking about maybe him going on loan to Everton. But um, but what, what's your thoughts on Arsene, how he could be useful to us? And obviously, I think his contract, maybe he's got like two years left or whatever. And so what do you see him having a future at Chelsea or do you want him to have? So we'll go for you first, Babs.
2: Yeah, I, personally, I don't mind if having the future at Chelsea just because I think he's like the easiest guy to have as, as like your like fourth or fifth like choice midfielder. Mm-hmm. I don't think he will have like that expectation of like starting a week and work out. So mm-hmm. having him as an option to like play like multiple roles, you know, within the team, is obviously good to have. But I guess it's up to him as well, like, in terms of, like, if he wants to take that role.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I think it's interesting because, you know, if you have, like, Conor Gallagher coming back in, you know, you've got Gilmore as well coming back in. It's, like, a question of, like, what happens with them as well. So I kind of get why people, like, where people's minds are w- w- in terms of, like, that situation. But I don't know. I, I think um, if he were to, like, critique his games, I'd understand it. But I feel like people are doing a thing where by, like they're kind of like, oh, you know, he's at XHO you know, the, the, the goods have expired, you know, like, it's, it's, it's the 31st of the month, you know, the bread's expired, you've got to throw it out. I feel like people are kind of, like, doing that, and it's like, oh, you know, hey, look, you know, we got the whole meal vegan bread coming in, you know, in Conor Gallagher and, and Gilmore's like, you know, they have to come in. they have to replace him, but I, don't, I feel like people need to be a bit more, you know, a bit more measured, and just see what Tukor wants at the end of the day, because yeah. personally, I wouldn't mind if he leaves, you know, I'm not really, like, as, as like, I don't really hold him to like a certain affinities, so I don't, I don't really mind, but at the end of the day, it's up to what Tuco wants in it because he's a manager and he's 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 going to decide how the squad sit out, you know, if to to go and actually challenge on for the league. So if he wants to stay, I'd understand it because obviously he'd be that like fourth or fifth choice midfielder, and he's easier to do that. But if he was to leave, I'd also understand it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your thoughts on the RLC situation as is needs? Well,
0: obviously you don't know. I'm a big fan of him. Um... In terms of like I feel like like Bab says, like it's a very he I feel like his place in the squad is very easy to manage. You know, you're not a play, he's not a player that you're gonna depend on for 60 games a season because of such is his body. And I think that he recognizes that to an extent. Whilst he obviously ideally wants to get to a point where he can play 50, 60 games, at this present moment in time, it's probably not feasible because his body does give out on him. And as a result, you get a player like this with his level of quality too, you don't really rely on him and I don't think he expects that. He doesn't expect to be relied upon. But if you keep him in and around the squad, make him feel included and happy, then that's a great player to have. Those are the type of players that you kind of want to have in and around the squad. So when people, for example, I don't want to digress too much, but people talk about Dembele and saying, oh no, he's an injury pro and injury pro. And I'm like, well, he, if he comes for free, and you don't really rely upon him, and, you know, you, you get 40 games of quality from him, then why wouldn't you do it? I, I, I see the same here. Same with N'Golo Kante, same with Loftus Sheik. Loftus Sheik is a great player. Very, very good um, in terms of his attributes and what he can bring to the squad. And I think he's shown that this season. Um, so for me, it's a no-brainer. Um, but I think people are, again, too very quick and very excited to move on to something new. A the new toy syndrome is going to shine through always from some some Chelsea fans. Um, they're looking at the wrong people to shift on, in my opinion. I think yeah. there's far more personal names and people and bodies that really should be moved on a- ahead of players like Aloftus Cheek that isn't really eating into too many people's spaces in the squad.
1: So, so, so let's talk about this kind of whole midfield area because I want to kind of give this out of the argument the full weight because I'm not necessarily got someone that could really express it on this because I don't I don't I don't know but from talking on Twitter and from listening it seems like the whole idea is we have one DM and so we need to number one have more than one DM because apparently Jorginho is the one that's the sitter and so we need someone else that can be the sitter and 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 cover can't do it, Kante can't do it, RLC can't do it, Gallagher couldn't do it too and then Giltmore is probably not going to be coming back so the whole idea is we need a sitter as well um, to take the legs off of Jorginho um, but then also what they're saying is Kante and Jorginho, their contracts are going up and rather than give them a long contract to potentially avoid the thing that happened with Oba or um, all those like Alexis. Do you know those players where as soon as they hit 30, then they stop doing well? Um, so they're very hesitant to give a Kante and a Jorginho long-term contracts, even though they just finished in like ranking quite high in a Ballon d'Or and, and obviously winning us the Champions League. They feel like it's the right time to move on and to bring in a Rice and Shua many. So, needs we'll go back to you, then we'll bounce back to Babs. So, um, ideally, would you bring in a midfielder? And if you would, what profile would you bring in? And and also talk about Gallagher in this answer as well. Um,
0: the uh, the thing is, with with this midfielder talk, but it's tiring for me because I, I, you know, you guys know my thoughts. I I'm just not really of the ilk and of the desire of spending 50 to £70 million on a squad player that's not going to immediately improve us. Now, I don't... And even though I mean improve us, I mean dramatically improve us. I think our midfield's perfectly fine as it is. I think that's not really one of the problem areas that we should really be focusing on. Mm -hmm. And generally, when people talk about 1DM, if we're playing a double pivot that plays as a pivot, We've got more than enough there. But, I, I, you know, I, I don't really see it as a super problem area like people s- suggest. Because I see Kovacic and Kante working fine as well. And I see loftus Chicken and Kante working fine as well. I see, many, I, see, I see many of the pairings working pretty damn well yeah. for it to be such a talking point where people are peeling off names who should come in immediately and yeah. we should spend X amounts of money on them. I, I, for me, I, it doesn't really make sense. But do I see uh, um, Do I see um, why there's an appeal for said players? Yes, because, again, people like new things. Um, also, they're, not, they're, they're pretty good players. I think Declan Rice is a decent player. I don't think he's a bad player at all. I think he's pretty good. Um, but is he a £100 million worth a, a player? Not for me. Tushmene, um good player. Um, technically very, very good. Um, Of the two, I'd probably be more inclined to go his way because he's slightly younger and cheaper. But, again, do we need him? I'm not entirely sure. Honestly, I'm not entirely sure. Um, Because I I was talking to um, one guy today. He he was saying that... Because I said that, and I've always said that, Gallagher is pretty much a similar archetype to N'Golo Kante. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Gallagher will ever get to the same level in terms of ball winning as Kante, but he doesn't have to be. I think he's a similar archetype, and that doesn't mean exactly the same. I think they play the game pretty similarly. Um, Obviously, Conor Gallagher, for me, in front of goal, is far more potent, far more confident, technically ball striking a lot better than Kante. But in terms of the aggressive nature in which he could press, win the, win the ball back, recover the ball, his recovery runs, you know, his counter-pressing, very similar to Kante. I don't see why. I personally don't see why Conor Gallagher couldn't do a, 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 a role or stint in the double pivot in the bo- as a box-to-box. I don't see why not. I think even um, Tuchel in preseason played him there.
1: Yeah.
0: Every time. So I'm just like, when people say, oh no, 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 never. It's the same way with, with Lost the Sheik. When remember when Lost the Sheik, we will saying double pin for Lost the Sheik. Yeah, like, no, 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 no way, no way. So I think this is one of them things where people just already because he scores goals and people just want to write it off in their minds, but they're not really thinking about what Tuchel will do. They're just thinking in in their minds that, oh no, this is not right, it doesn't make sense, so yeah. it's wrong. What's you what's what's, I mean?
1: the, what's interesting is um if we look to obviously Tuchel his own man. But um, Kimmich, obviously, he's got through his issues since COVID. And I read stories this week that Musiala is being groomed for that position. Yeah. Um, and so that that's kind of indication where everyone is in this country is so quick, no, you need this and you they need to be physical and they need to be ball winning. And Musiala isn't known for ball winning. But I feel like the appreciation of what someone that is good on the ball, quick thinking, good on one-two, I feel like... Really and truly, as much as you might want that type of player, maybe Tuchel doesn't want that type of player. We saw that Saul came in.
2: To to, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair to me, Solly, I would say he is very very good off the ball, but I I I, I guess I but think not, what, what you're not saying in terms of like the, that that physical profile of like that yeah big, he's, like, not guy.
1: Guy. He, he's not known for balling. He's not known for winning. because what what if I'm right? A lot of people are talking about an enfor- enforcer that mm. is to track people in the counter attacks. That's not what you associate with Musiala's game. And, yeah, the why, and the reason why they're saying they're playing there is not because of that. It's because yeah, exactly. of op- what
2: we can offer on the ball.
1: Exactly. So this is what I'm saying. And that's just obviously Nekwildman isn't Tuchel. And, and Tuchel's already himself said that, yeah, actually, um, as a full rounded six, especially in the Premier League, you do need physical ability. So it's not kind of dismissing the idea that Tuchel would like physical um, abilities on the counter, etc., etc., But... The fact that Saul comes in and everyone's saying actually Tuchel didn't want Saul. Tuchel can speak for himself when Saul came in, Tuchel backed it, and he t- he talked about why he um, thought that he'd be good here. So mm. that just, I feel
2: like that's I feel, I feel like that's just Tuchel. Cool, I, I feel like he he will not, talk positively uh, about uh, playing general. Not necessarily
1: right? because when when um um so what's the guy called again that is when Isaac came in for Dortmund. Tuchel for me, to be brutally honest. But when Isaac came for Dortmund, he said, "Listen, I didn't sign this player, but he's here now, and we'll make it work." I don't understand this lying Tuchel that people are saying, and Tuchel would just lie and pretend that he wanted him. Like, mm. something like he could say. But
2: Tuchel there was advocate to that, and what Tuchel did say he learned from other Chelsea managers who spoke out of turn. And yeah, but he doesn't no. have to.
1: But he doesn't have to. What I'm saying. No, but, but is, he yeah.
2: doesn't have to go out of his way to say. It. I, I get. I know. Oh, I get. You, mean, you know. I'm just trying to offer like a, a different opinion. Yeah, but...
1: Yeah, but then
0: also, Babs. Also, Babs. If you remember, he didn't really say that he learned from other Chelsea managers. He said he learned from his experiences. He learned from his experiences at PSG and Dortmund. So it wasn't really about other Chelsea men. It was more about himself. Mm. He learned from himself that I need to really get on with my owners and get on with people and maybe not be as combative. That's really him. You know what I mean?
1: And and like when it comes down to it, like the the in-depth way, like it just seems a far fetch. the the description that he went in on why he wants him. as, And he's talked about strategic midfielders. Wait, yeah, it doesn't
0: make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't really wash up. with Tuchel's cool words.
1: It doesn't It doesn't add up. But but yeah, so Babs, we didn't get your opinion on it. Just mm-hmm. this kind of whole midfield situation, because it's not bad to want someone physical in there. It's not bad to want to shake up the midfield. But obviously, we've got Gallagher, RLC, the players like Kante and Jorginho, who are older and experienced, and obviously Kovacic, who sits in that middle. Actually, people rate right now, even though initially, let's not forget, people didn't want to buy him for £40 million. Um, yeah. but now they want to sign Rice for 100 million. So I just kind of want to get your thoughts on this kind of whole midfield situation because for me, again, like me, I don't think it's really the priority like everybody makes out to me. Hmm. I don't
2: know, but I think, I think it's I think it's so weird because like people are like, oh, really have one DM, but City really and truly have one DM. Panadino Fern- yeah. barely plays, you know. Yeah. You look at Liverpool, they've got, you know, only Fabinho and yeah. I, I don't know. And it's weird because then you look at our midfield as well, it's a lot more flexible than... um. Little Liverpool midfield because if you don't want to play Jorginho, you just play Kante and Kova as yeah. as you guys said earlier, and then you play that. And if you want to go free midfield, you just mm-hmm. play somebody a bit more advanced. So like I, I don't know. I feel like people have like try to like create a scenario and yeah. fit in what they want around, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah.
2: But personally, I'm not against you know a new midfielder comedy if that's what Tuchel wants, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like people are just trying to like shoehorn their own personal ideas onto mm-hmm. Tuco. And, yeah, I don't know. Is, is, is it interesting? Because I remember even, like, when, I don't know if you remember last um, like season, towards the end of last season, we were linked to vigo And people are like, oh, no, there's no way. This could be what want <laughs> yeah. wants. And then all of a sudden, once we finally linked to Rice, like, oh, yeah, you see, you see, we were right. And it's like, yeah. I don't know, man, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, you just got to avoid the noise and just wait to see when an actual, like, transfer, like, bid happens. And like, then you can go off that. But yeah. in, in the meantime now, you know, me personally, I'm not, I'm not for or against it. I like Romany a lot. I'm a big fan of him. If he was to come to Chelsea, I'd love it because I think he'd be perfect. Um, I, I do think one of the big things you have to do when you have like a, a signings, you gotta have like a succession planning. You know, you gotta allow them to be like, do they go allow them to come into the squad, but not have to, not have to play? If you get what I mean? Yeah. You look at like Liverpool, like um Diaz now. You know, Mane is still playing. Diaz doesn't have to play. You know, yeah. even with Fabinho, it took them like half a season. Yeah. You know, for, for them to to really play him. So yeah. I feel like if you if you were to bring in a midfielder if Tuka wants it, it'll be good now, but it doesn't mean you have to now sell Cantil Jr. It yeah. just means that this guy can come in, you know, <laughs> see see how it works here, you know, learn the range, you know, get comfortable in London, get comfortable in the Prem
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, and have to do it because even life has to liken it Like to like, um, remember we, saw, like, we sold Matic and we bought Bakayoko straight in.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's like, you, you could see there, it's, it's like, it's like, you've got like two bottles, right? You've got, you've got one which has hot, we've got hot water. You've got one which has cold water. Mm-hmm. You've poured the hot water out, you've the cold water in and now you want to go have a shower. You know, you want to go win the prem. It's not going to happen, you know, it's not going to happen. you you, you got to have patience. you gotta you got to let these things manifest and, and slowly, you know, mix in the two. So if it was to happen, I, I don't really agree with that like idea that somebody has to be sold. If they are to be sold, so be it. But I don't know, I, I feel like people have, have this idea whereby it's like, you know, it has to be this way. It has to be this player. And if it's not this way, then Tuka, this this is what Tuka wanted, if you get what I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that, because obviously you mentioned the Bakayoko thing, and there's been so many players that are supposed to have come in. I remember people wanted to sell Kante for Undombele, and we saw um, Leon have Undombele and Ayo as their double pivot. Like, had had we sold Kante for Undombele, we'd have been in big trouble. And the Bakayoko thing, obviously, yes, even if we kept Bakayoko, yeah, even if we kept Bakayoko, like when it comes down to, I mean, sorry, if, even if we kept Matic, when it comes down to it, Bakayoko isn't that good a player. We've seen now Milan still don't want to buy him. Um, so just having that kind of insurance policy as well, even if we do bring in a player, because all these sorry, players yeah. that you think is going to come in and, and do it, it doesn't necessarily work out like that. But um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was Grosjar, because t- uh, with Gallagher as well, there's this kind of whole kind of sentiment that we may sell them to raise money. Um, and I wanted to get your take on it, because for me, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so, yeah, we'll just get your take on that, Babs, and then we'll finish.
2: Yeah, um, I, I kind of get why they say it, because obviously, you know, you, just, you just see, like, a window whereby to, like, buy, you know, the big money signing, we've had to, like, sell, like, a lot of, like, um, youth players. So I, I, I do get it, and I do get, like, the, the worries. But, again, I feel like people have, like, now they've got, the, now they've got that idea in their head, but they're not going to move away from it now. You know, like, oh, you know, we're going to have to sell these guys, you know, panic stations. Oh, no, no, no. But...
1: I think it's panic stations. That's why. Yeah. So my, my thing is, when it comes down to it, whether it's Gerhi or any player you're attached to, like Tomori, mm. it's not like the manager said, keep him, but it's, the board said, no, we have to sell him for money. Yeah. Livermento went, not because Chelsea wanted to sell him, but his contract was nearly up. Yeah. So I, I don't understand this situation where like, the only, the only possible way I can see it happening is if Tuchel says, actually, no, I don't I don't mind if you sell Brojo. Exactly. No, I don't mind if you sell Gallagher. But I, I don't know the situation where Chelsea wanted to keep hold of a player and they've got all the power because there's years in the contract, but they said, no, actually, even though they're going to be good yeah, for him. Like,
2: he should just sign a new contract as well, so like, yeah. Yeah, I yeah I don't know, yeah. like it would have to be that Tuchel doesn't want him and then you can't really complain about that. Exactly,
1: exactly. Right, yeah, cool. That's just been Chessie hour, man. It's been good catching up with you, Babs. Me's just had to drop as well. Um, Babs holding it down on the main put as well. Always appreciate Chessie fives as well. We done the first game. They had listen. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you now. They had West Ham players playing for them. They had illegal players playing for them. We were winning the game, then they got some illegal players and we drew that game. But we do have a game coming up in about two weeks as well. So if you want to get involved, please the end of the Chessie hour account. Babs, always a pleasure. Yes. Yes. and here yeah, we we'll come to that better guys and so we'll
2: see and dropper may never play for Chelsea again he will never be forgotten he's in Just that's hard trying to find a way through oh that is
0: magnificent magical from Eden We
2: May just
1: They do friends on Twitter and ranting. Doing the most. True, say that money is power. So when you get money, keep quiet and ghost. Ghost. I remember when I shot my shot, but I didn't have guap so I hit the post. But next time, it's a golden goal. And it- Sports Social Podcast Network.